0: Hi, welcome to Mundane Stories. My name is Vinod and in this fortnightly podcast, I present real stories of ordinary people drawn from the humdrum of everyday life. This episode revolves around a service provider whom I encountered a few decades ago in Ahmedabad in Western India. I had taken a hopping flight to Ahmedabad to meet an old friend of mine. I was actually on my way to Jaipur but opted for an overnight halt to spend some time with this friend as I had not met him for some time and this halt could be conveniently managed without derailing the rest of the business. It sure seemed a fun idea and my friend had given me his complete residential address and directions to reach his place. It was a day to look forward to. But nothing spectacularly different from my other days. A mundane day with an old friend. The flight got delayed by an hour. But I didn't worry as I had all the time in the world. When I walked out of the airport at Ahmedabad, I had no problem finding a cab to take me to my friend's place. It was a boring long journey from the airport and I just yawned and immersed myself in the sights and sounds of Ahmedabad. After what seemed a never-ending drive, my cab driver informed me that we had finally reached our destination. We were in the colony but I needed to check up the exact location of the house. I inquired from a passerby and was pleasantly surprised to discover that we were just 100 meters away. I got down from the cab and walked excitedly to my friend's place. As I approached the house, I saw that there was a big lock on the front door. That's when I got an inkling that it wasn't going to be a usual day. I don't easily lose hope, and so strode across to the neighbors and asked if they knew about my friend. Oh, yes, the man said. Uh, Only yesterday we met to discuss some problems faced by us in the colony. Any idea why the house is locked, I asked, and explained that I was new to the city and had come down by the morning flight from Mumbai. Oh, I see, said the man. They were here in the morning, but both of them left as usual for work a little before 10. My flight was delayed by an hour, sir. Oh, that seems to be the cause of your problem. Try and reach out to your friend, contact him. But you'll have to excuse me as I'm getting late for office, he mumbled as he rushed off. I realized that I was all alone in the strange city and needed to somehow contact my friend soon. I remembered that he had given me his phone number and so I walked across to a man standing on the road, doing pretty much nothing, and asked him where I could find a phone booth. He looked at me intently, realized I was new to the place, and smiled. Simple. Look up, he said, and pointed to the sky. I wasn't convinced, but decided to go along. I looked up and followed his finger, silhouetted against the morning sky as it followed a wire running above for some distance and branching off to a house. There, he said, come with me. I followed him as he went to the same house and stood in front of the gate. They have a telephone. Now you go and press the bell, he advised me and walked away. I was alone again. I had never gone and rung the doorbell without knowing the person residing there. But this was not a normal situation. I mustered the courage and rang the doorbell. Thereafter I froze. It took a few minutes before the door was opened. An elderly gentleman in pyjamas and dishevelled hair stood with a quizzical look and inquired what the matter was. I put on my most polite of expressions and narrated my sad story of reaching late in a new city and missing my friend, whom I now needed to contact urgently. This story takes place in the mid-80s when mobile phones were not even heard of. The gentleman's expression changed to one of deep concern. You have the phone number? he asked. Yes, yes, I have it here and showed him the entry in my diary. Okay, no problem, he said. Please come in, he said as he ushered me in. We entered a large living room and my host walked briskly to a switchboard to switch on some more lights. Then he escorted me to the telephone in a corner of the room. I was being treated like royalty. Too good a man, I thought to myself. Please sit down comfortably, he advised me and pointed to the sofa next to the telephone. Before I could settle down, he was beside me, switching on and adjusting a pedestal fan so that the breeze was on me. I smiled. You're welcome, he said, with utmost courtesy. And added, please relax and make your calls. I was floored. Never in my wildest dreams had I expected a stranger to welcome me to his home and treat me like royalty while extending the privilege of making use of his telephone. While dialing my friend, I looked around the room. It was decently furnished which meant there were well-to-do middle-class folks who appeared to be quite traditional going by the choice of colors and styles. My friend's landline number was engaged for quite a while. But when I finally got through to him, he was relieved and also thrilled to know that I had finally landed. It took a few minutes for him to give me the complete address and directions to reach the place. I immediately disconnected and got up. My host had just then come in and seeing me standing, walked up to me. I did an impromptu speech, conveying how pleasant an experience it turned out to be, and how unforgettable this courtesy was for me. And finally, my deep gratitude to him for helping me in a situation where I felt completely lost. This was my response to his helpful attitude and courtesy to sort of square it off in my mind. My host bowed and nodded in polite acknowledgement, and I felt very happy. As I turned to leave, I heard him ask me, How many calls? Only one call, I said smiling, and explained. There were repeated dialings because the phone at the other end was engaged. Oh, okay, no problem. One call only. So one rupee please, he said, smiling. I handed over a rupee, knowing that the phone booths charged a rupee for a call. But somehow, in my mind, his entire behavior and the demand for the rupee just didn't gel together. The man seemed extremely courteous, sensitive and kind-hearted until the last minute when he transformed into a cold commercial being whose earlier behaviour now seemed very transactional. But I am not sure. What do you think? This was yet another day that led me to believe that the ordinary humdrum day can at times be more extraordinary than what we expect, or is touted to be extraordinary. Do you think so? Well, that was the story of a service provider on a very ordinary day in Ahmedabad. I hope you liked it. The intro and outro music in this podcast is Sweet Morning Hip-Hop by Osynth Background Music at Dreamstime.com and the artist is Orel Pierre-Louis. The background music used is Inner Reflection by Mark Corvinus at Dreamstime.com Please leave your review which will help guide me when I plan future episodes. Goodbye, stay safe, take care.